Welcome back to Men in Balance. I'm Jerry Hancock. We're talking now with Dr. James Howell, Senior Minister at Myers Park United Methodist Church in Charlotte. Welcome, James. Thank you very much. Um, We're talking today primarily, James, about spiritual development in men in particular, but in uh, people generally. And maybe the place to start is to ask uh, about how much interest do you find in folks really wanting to take their spirituality seriously? Oh, it's mixed. Uh, some people are just really zealous about it and are eager to know more. And if we say, try this, they'll try it. And others, I think they think I'll get around to that someday. But they're just busy with other things. They're distracted. And are men any better or worse at that than women? That's a great question. It's probably harder for men. Uh, you know, you get all this, these silly expectations that women are the feeling ones and men aren't, which doesn't hold true, not in my household. Mm-hmm. Um, within, within culture right around here, uh, we have more men than women who have really demanding working lives, or they travel for a living, right. they get home at 9 o'clock at night, whatever. We have more men than women who bear that, so therefore the women in those families have more flexibility to do things like come to a Bible study, volunteer to take meals to the hungry, and things like that. So some of the activities that we commend to people are more accessible to the women than to the men on average. So uh, if you do get a man who's willing to take this seriously, maybe comes in, meets with you to get started or whatever, uh, what are you typically starting doing? Is it simple stuff? Is it more involved stuff? You know, we, we have our same recommended menu for everyone, which is not good because everybody's different. Everybody needs their own thing. And I was trying to alert them to that. We're all wired differently. No one thing works for everyone. But sort of for everyone, there's got to be some level of engagement in prayer. There's got to be some way you're trying to communicate with God. That can look different for different people, but that needs to be part of the package. There's some learning aspect, and that may be you're in a Bible study group. It may mean you're, you use some online curriculum to learn about the scriptures or theology or something. There's got to be something that you're learning new things to reform your mind. Uh, I think there's a <clears throat> there's a, a, a service component of this for everyone. You've got to be doing something for somebody else. That's kind of how God's wired us. Uh, one of the hardest parts, I think, is I believe there's a communal aspect to it. We think you need to share that with other people. And um, there's some people, they, they love to be in a group where you share openly. They just do that very naturally. And other people, that scares the daylights out of them, or it just bores them, or mm. it's hard for them to get there. Yeah. You mentioned this notion of uh, helping others, reaching out. I, I've even heard that as a definition of spirituality, as uh, getting outside yourself, reaching out to others. Is that... Yeah, or, or self-transcendence, just yeah. getting outside yourself, reaching toward God, yeah. reaching toward others. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, men, granted, are busy and many times are uh, tied up with other things and, and may simply not have the time that others have to do this. But uh, it also seems to me we're not conditioned to do this uh, as men very often. Do you agree with that or not? Pro- uh, that's probably correct. Uh, the uh, you know, One of the jokes is that you know, men have often been the leaders of churches, but the what really makes the churches run would be the women that are involved in the church. At another level, the um, curriculum, a lot of the programming that we do is unwittingly geared more toward women than toward men. Nobody 
owns that. Nobody realizes that. Mm-hmm. You just look at it. It's the kind of thing that's more appealing to women than to men on average. Um, it's like books. I mean, I had two daughters and a son, and there were a lot of books for little girls, and it was hard to find little boy books that were comparable. And the same thing probably applies to adult spiritual literature. It's very feminized type material have on you, average. Have you read the book, uh, Why Men Hate Going to Church? I'm familiar with it. Yeah, well, that's one of the complaints, of course, in there is that the church has become feminized and men feel uncomfortable in that environment. But strange. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but what do you say to him other than get over it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is reality. That <clears throat> I mean, it'd be easy to say, you know, you do have a feminine self that yeah, you need to get in touch with. Some of the it, self you need to get in touch with. I'm not sure it's necessarily a feminine self. Right, it may right. feel like a feminine self. Yeah. But it's the inner self. It's the contemplative self. It's the self that loves. It's the self that's passionate. And that may be more identified with the women than men, but it shouldn't be. Right. And we've all got that in us in some form, and so we've got to get to that part to be whole people. Hmm. What I have observed is that when men go through some crisis in their life, uh, they are much more willing to do spiritual stuff. Is that your observation as well? I think so. Yeah. So why does it take a speed bump to get us to pay attention to that? Well, that probably applies to some women as well. but, But, I mean, men are taught more than women in our society, that's probably right, is that you've got to make it happen. It's up to you. You've got to be productive. You've got to be effective. Your worth is defined by that. And somehow what we're talking about in the spiritual life is just in another realm from being productive, achieving, and those may even compete with each other. Because if I'm being productive, independent, self-sufficient, it makes it very hard for me to get to that self-transcendent place that says I'm dependent upon God. I really do need the love of others. Those things are more classically characterized as feminine, but should not be. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking now about putting this together when you've got a man and a woman in a marriage, uh, and the spiritual component of that marriage. Is it difficult when one person is much more for lack of a better word, spiritually developed or in tune than the other person? Does that, does that interfere with the marriage? Uh, <clears throat> well, I tend to hear from the people who are having trouble in their marriage. It's one of the troubles in the marriage. There are usually a set of troubles in the marriage. Really, the trouble in marriage comes when... Uh, uh, the couple's values get out of sync with one another. If they can stay in sync with each other, they do pretty well in a mm. marriage. If those values, their set of values get out of sync with each other, they begin to struggle. Uh, spirituality is either one of those values or it's the root of all of the values. So if one person is looking toward a theological frame of reference, we give away ourselves to others, we pray, we don't try to maximize how much money we have but we want to give to others, and the other has a contrary set of values, it can become a real conflict. More than just, do I go to church or not? Do I read the Bible or not? It's kind of what issues from that that becomes really problematical in marriage. Well, a lot of that is determined by our family of origin, is it not? I mean, we bring those expectations into a marriage. Is that Would you agree with that? Uh, pro- probably. Or, we, uh, I'm guilty of this sometimes, is... Um, Sometimes I'm determined to do the opposite of what my parents did. Right. They still control it. Right, right. <laughs> it's yeah. just, I'm going to go in the other direction. Um, 
there's a lot of talk about men having these midlife crises uh, we talk about. And, and some people would say that is nothing more than a sort of a spiritual vacuum that happens. Is, do you have a better definition of it than that? Or do you see that often in, in your counseling with men? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I see it in myself. Mm. I, uh, it's it's uh, can we can we adopt a new identity as we get older? I always had the identity of uh, I love this. Is I loved being a sharp young man with great potential. <clears throat> that I, that that just suited me. And at age fifty-seven, like I don't have any potential. <laughs> this is all there is. <clears throat> and so to get there, I have to adopt a new identity. Right. You know, a man at age twenty-seven may have the identity of you know young lover, party guy, and then you get older, it's hard to be young lover, party guy. And you either develop a new identity for the second half of life, or you keep trying to be young lover, party guy, mm-hmm. and then you behave in inappropriate ways. Well, uh, just to follow up on that, if you are a young lover party guy long enough, you've probably ignored some of the more important parts of your self-development anyway, would you say? Or not? You've not matured. Yeah. So so isn't that sort of uh, the spirit trying to say to you, pay attention to me by this time? I would think so. Yeah. But it's hard to change. Change is hard. Yeah. For, that's hard to say. Some people are just, they're so excited about change, and right. they can just change and adapt, and they love doing that. But for most people, change is hard. It's scary. Um, and the spiritual side is, it's hard work. You know, being a deeply spiritual person is not as easy as breathing and eating. Mm. You know, it's hard. You've got to grapple with darkness in yourself. You've got to grapple with, you have to look at yourself and say, I've made a mess of things. I'm not at all the person that I should be, that I'm being called to be. It's a it's an arduous kind of labor, and and that the stuff you just described is uh, among the things that's difficult for men, is it not? I mean, to take a really hard look at yourself and say, "Man, I'm not measuring up where I should be measuring up." Men in our society, men probably more than women, have a pressure to to produce, to perform, to be strong, to be self sufficient, and those are. Huge problems for the development of the spiritual life. Yeah. And you also mentioned that it is work. Uh, that That's why we call them spiritual disciplines, Granny. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what, why do men resist the, the extra effort? I mean, the, it seems like things like prayer and scripture reading and so forth, if you're going to be a fully mature person, you would want to include some of that in your life already, would you not? I would think so. So, so, so why is, where's the challenge in that? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, some people I talk to are, they're genuinely tired after all the work that they already have to do. <clears throat> you know, if you travel to New York three days a right. week, and then you're working in the office until 9.30 at night, and then you had to get up early for a breakfast meeting, by the time you get home at 9.30 at night, you're pretty tired. Yeah. And am I going to engage in you know, daunting spiritual labor at that hour? Well, I need to kick my feet up and have a beer is what I want to do at that right. hour. <clears throat> um, also... <clears throat> I mean, the spiritual life is not, as I was reading the other day, said that prayer is a waste of time and that <clears throat> it's not immediately productive. There's no, you don't have anything to show for a devotional reading. There is something to show for it, but it's long in the coming. It, you know, the ground lies fallow for a while and the fruit of it is way down the road. 
uh, and we're accustomed to instant results. I've got to do something today to be productive. And the spiritual life is not going to be productive today. Right. Well, which is interesting because I, I talk to a lot of men who have been through a divorce, and they will say, had I had it to do over, I would probably pay more attention to that side of myself and my family and my relationship with my wife. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I guess I'm struggling for the impossible here. Isn't there a way we could do some preventive maintenance and head that off? If, if, yeah, if we could be awakened to the urgency of it. It is really urgent to do these things today, but it doesn't feel urgent because my marriage is still okay today. Right. My life is still in order today. My children have not risen up against me today, so I keep at what I've been at, and I don't pay attention to it. So the only one of the hopes is um, in knowing other people whose lives have fallen apart who can bear witness to the fact that it's a bad idea to do what you've done. It's a good idea to get off work and come home early and hold hands with your wife a little more and read a book mm. and take some time to sit on the porch and meditate on the meaning of life. You, you won't just start doing this on your own. Yeah. You mentioned earlier uh, that sometimes like, we do what our, we saw our parents do. That's the model we're used to. But sometimes we make a conscious effort to do other than that. Uh, and maybe this is an area where, you know, if you didn't have this as a in part of your upbringing, how do you get it started? I mean, it's, it's, it feels unnatural, I would suppose, to most men. Absolutely. So how do you start it? I mean, how, what... What's the starting point for getting a, a more spiritual realm in your family? Whew. It's easy to say, just do it. You get more comfortable with it. It's easier to do it. Somebody said the only way to pray is to pray. And the more you pray, the more you get it. It's like anything else. Uh, if I'm overweight and out of shape, and you say you need to exercise an hour a day, the first day I exercise that hour, I'm going to feel miserable, and I'm not going to like it, and I'm not going to want to exercise the next day. But each day it gets a little easier to begin to see the results of it. So you have to make a decision. I want to have a meaningful life. Most people are, can, they want to make that decision. Hmm. You can talk somebody into looking in the mirror and saying, I really do want my life to be meaningful. A lot of it's in relationship with other people. Uh, there are a lot of programs in town around business people where you, you are mentored by an older person in your industry. So you learn how to be that person. We need that in life where people who are veterans in life who go deep can actually mentor younger men or maybe less experienced men in the spiritual life. You've got to want to seek out a mentor like that. But there are people out there who've been through a lot of this. We can learn a lot from them. I heard uh, a program recently on dependency and the uh, speaker was saying that dependency is basically a void of a spiritual self. That a spirit, it's the spirit calling out for something that's getting filled with other things. Does that sound right to you? Dependency. Yeah, as an alcohol or drug dependency. Yeah, there's. I would say we're made to be dependent. The problem is we choose the wrong lover. We choose the wrong. Yeah, we fill the empty place inside. And what are you going to put there? I think we just make bad choices. We make natural choices. We make the choices that society offers us. Sex, alcohol, work, things. Uh, But really only one thing will actually fit that and actually work. So it's not that we're not made to be dependent. It's just what are you going to be dependent upon? Is Mm. it big enough to carry the freight? So when a couple uh, comes in to talk to you and they're feeling some estrangement for whatever reason, uh, 
do you start with spiritual stuff or do you start with just routine interactions with each other? Where would you start? Oh, goodness. I mean, it depends on what presents as the problem. But on the whole, it seems to me we need to do two things simultaneously and they feed off each other. Uh, there's some very practical things that within a couple that need to happen, like if... If Lisa is doing all the housework and she's resentful about doing all the housework, it's before we work on really the moods and feelings, it's not a bad idea. If I do something practical like vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then as I vacuum, that actually helps me get in touch with the deeper spiritual, personal elements that go into why you vacuum, why yeah. it matters to vacuum mm-hmm. for her. So we recommend a spiritual course, but there's also a really practical course also. Like we, if I want somebody to grow spiritually, I may tell them something like... Um, you need to decide you're going to come to church. You need to decide you're going to volunteer at the food bank. And in and of itself, that's just an act. But without the act, the feelings won't have anything to undergird them. But then without dealing with the feelings and inner aspects, the acts are just mere acts right. that don't carry any freight. Well, it seems to me that men like things that are action-oriented, that they can do as opposed to feel. So... Um, you got some other suggestions, maybe some real practical things guys can do to, to maybe reach out a little beyond themselves? That's a great question. We've tried to think, we try to think within our volunteer opportunities here. What are like guy things? Mm-hmm. We did a cool thing a couple of years ago. We got, we organized a baseball program uh, in, in concert with an inner city church. And so we had guys go out like with baseball gloves and bats to be with young men, which is different from getting a book and tutoring a young man. Um, and that was pretty cool. You know, some guys who thought of themselves as jocks or ex-jocks, you know, came out and they were able to be physical and get involved in that. So probably we need to think of more ways to say, who are men, what are they good at, how can we use what they're good at, and then get them connected with people. One last question then about <clears throat> the family itself. Uh, we talk about in Men in Balance trying to get men to see themselves as the spiritual leader of the family. Uh, and in the survey, a lot of men said their family doesn't see them that way. So um, that that's, seems a tragedy to me. So how could we make some impact on that? What, what, what would the family need to see to consider the man of the house the spiritual leader? Same as in a company, if you don't have anything in you, you can't lead. I just came out of a meeting where we're looking at leadership literature, and um, my favorite piece out of all leadership literature is a guy named Edwin Friedman. The book is called A Failure of Nerve, and he said leadership is not about technique or strategy so much as it's being a developed self. Are you a mature person? Are you a wise person? person that people are intrigued by if you got that down people will follow you Hmm. whether you have the technique perfect or not if you have a lot of great technique but you're a dull person or a conflicted person you cannot lead uh so for a man to lead he's he's got to get a few things together you don't have to know everything about god but at least be pointed in that direction say i'm somebody who i care about things of the spirit i care about a meaningful life if you get that going then you can lead people and i don't know I don't know about the man leading. Like in our house, there's room for more than one leader. Right. Lisa leads in some areas, and I lead in some areas, and we need each other to lead each other toward a deeper life. Right. 
So it is really, in the final analysis, a co-leader role, is it not? I mean, to, for both husband and wife to actually take that on. Yeah, you hope. Or, or maybe in different phases of life. Right. One is the one who has to stand up and be the leader in that situation. They yeah. both need, that's probably a reasonable expectation of a marriage. We'll both lead when leading is required. Okay, well, our time is up. Thank you, Dr. Howell, for being with us. Great discussion. Good to be with you. Dr. James Howell, Senior Pastor at Myers Park United Methodist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm Jerry Hancock for Men in Balance.